Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Righteous Prick Podcast. I'm your host, J.L. Covan, and it is 11.57 a.m. Eastern on December 26th in the year of our Lord, 2022. And uh, if I don't sound well, it's because I am not well. But I'm here doing this podcast because if there's one thing you know about my comedy career, it is really, at this point, sort of an S&M experience. I, I gain some sort of pleasure somehow by just pursuing it and ex- enduring the pain of it all. So thank you for being here to step on my comedic nutsack with a comedic stiletto heel, everybody. Um, it's the day after Christmas, and uh, I wish I was feeling more festive. Um, I just, uh, the shoulder still hurts. The opioids are working, but I feel like I'm starting to just turn into a little bit of a zombie, like that's the only time I don't feel pain. Um, but it's not as bad as the first night. The first night was, was, was really horrible. Now it's just sort of bad uh, when, the, when the opioids aren't doing their job. But um, just, if I don't even know, well, yeah, let's just start with show announcements. Um, Obviously, uh, a great Christmas present, belated Christmas present, would be for you to buy tickets to see me perform if I'm near you and to tell every person you know within 100 miles that they must be at these shows. But uh, I'm in Long Island on the 5th and the 6th. Did I say 5th and the 6th? First mistake, 6th and 7th. I'm in Long Island on the 6th and 7th at the Brokerage Comedy Club. Pittsburgh Improv, January 19th. Uh, I am at Chicago City Winery on February 7th. That's a big show, big venue, big show. Um, Don't hesitate to buy tickets early and spread the word. Um, Oh, what's after that? March 3rd, City Winery in Boston. I'll be back. And then the DC Improv is March 19th. That's a Sunday. And then uh, The Hateful Eighth. My, my next hour is March 31st and April 1st in New York City at the Triad Theater. I will have graphics and ticket links for that, you know, hopefully the first week of the new year. Um, the DC Improv ticket link is not up yet, I don't think. And every other ticket link is up and available on my website. So hope to see some of you or all of you or many of you or one of you at any of those shows. Much appreciated. Um, probably not going to be a long episode today because it's... Uh, I don't feel great, and uh, I did do a very fun episode on the Patreon, so if somebody gave you a Visa a visa prepaid card uh, or whatever and you want to spend some money, join the Patreon, a lot of videos up there. Um, kind of a failed experiment, I guess, but I'm happy that people have enjoyed what I've put out there, but you know, when you consider how much money I could have made from these videos just going like the Pence and the Mitch McConnell videos, that, that that's probably hundreds of dollars of YouTube ads down the drain. Um, but good podcast there as well. Um, the live hangout, uh, I, I'll put this up now, just so people are reminded in case they are Patreons and they forget. Um, the live hangout is tonight at 8.30, so if you're listening to this anytime after 10 p.m. Eastern on Monday, December 26th, you are uh, you're out of luck, but um, I did a bonus episode uh, on the uh, Patreon this weekend, which just talked about my health issues, uh, the car that ran over Cookie's leg, 
the day after I had shoulder surgery. So it's been a it's been a not great week, obviously. And uh, my top ten movies of the year. So it is it is a very good fun episode. Um, I think I make a pretty eloquent defense for my choices on my top ten list. Some are to be expected. Some are very unconventional, given what you may think you know about me. Um, and a lot of some big name movies are left off the list completely. Uh, so, um, you know, just a reminder, if you're so inclined to join the Patreon to give it a chance, feel free as like I said, it's been going since April. So there's a lot of videos that have been only available there. Um, there's, there's now 22 bonus podcasts, all of which are, are pretty damn good. Um, the newest one is obviously my top 10 movies of the year and, and the health stuff, but it's, uh, yeah, so that I, I thank everybody who's who's been a member since April or joined later. Uh, much appreciated. Um, like I said, I think I said last week, I finally have the contract for um, Half Blackface, which I should get a lawyer to look at it, but I'm also, um, you know, I don't want this to be the opioids talking, but I don't really care um, to a certain extent. Of course I care. It's been the saga of the last 14 months of my life. But there's a part of me that's just like, it's what it's probably not going to sell. Like, because even a great work, I would have needed a lot of luck and all I had was bad luck. And, you know, I'm sure people are going to see a, a special that begins with a talk of 2020 and go, this is very dated. And it kind of is. Obviously, I explain it in the special as being part of my origin story. So it's like, you've got to hear it. So I couch it in those terms, not like pretending like, hey, what did we all do during the pandemic? It's more like, I need to start my own story at the pandemic because of what happened. So it's a little different. But, you know, the industry is not one known for, for nuance and, and, and thoughtfulness. So, you know, I needed every advantage for this special to sell and instead I've been handed literally the opposite I've been given every disadvantage um, so at this point I just kind of want to get it over with get my payday hope for the best expect nothing but the worst and uh, hopefully you know I, I would hope all of you would buy it or watch it wherever it is but I know that that's for whatever reason probably unlikely so to those of you that are still looking forward to it I think it delivers and I hope you know, January, it's going to get shopped. So it's either going to be bought by somebody in January or it'll probably be just up on some pay platform like like iTunes or Amazon for a very reasonable amount of money um, in February. So, you know, what I wanted it to be out in Black History Month 2021. Um, and sometimes God's hearing is just a little off. He must have heard me say 2023. I'm sorry, I wanted it to be out in... February 2022 for a variety of reasons, but it looks like best case scenario, you'll be able to see it finally February 2023. Um, and that's that. that. That will end a very, frankly speaking, upsetting and depressing chapter of my comedy career, which is not how I thought my pandemic rise would end with like the worst experience of my comedy career, but that's that's what it is. And you move on. Um you know, like somebody getting married two months after their spouse gets brutally murdered. Um, I guess this is my Peter Bogdanovich moment. Uh, 
because that's why I'm recording in in March 31st and April 1st because I've got a lot of good material and I just want to reclaim um, my space, my sanity, my comedy career from the kind of clutches of this awful half blackface experience. Um, so hopefully you can make some of these shows. I'm going to be trying to get a lot more March shows lined up. Uh, and February, just either locally in the tri-state area or road gigs, whatever I have to do, because I just want to be real sharp and, and real good when I self-produce uh, my eighth hour, which, which right now I'm sort of leaning towards person of height as a potential title. Um, but, you know, we, I got to hear the I got to do the hour. I got to I got to I got to feel it. I got to see what works. And then and then we'll come up with that stuff. So obviously, you know, good news is summer of 2023, you'll get you'll you'll get more jail comedy you know you'll, you'll you won't have to late wait long for the next hour because we've all waited so long for my you know ultimate hour so that's that's done if i i know i it's a little bit of the drugs talking that are making me kind of drowsy and dopey but all in all just being done with half blackface will be a net positive for my mood, even though it's it's not what I want. And I'm going to take the righteous girlfriend to uh, to the Star Wars hotel <laughs> in uh, in Orlando, which is not cheap. But I told her when I'm done recording the eighth hour, I want to plan a vacation that involves no comedy because, you know, that that next hour is either just going to be the the end of it or 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 a, a, a half a half blackface miracle will have happened and I'll be on a, a different path in, in comedy that I don't foresee. But, you know, hey, strange things happen in 2020, so maybe strange things will happen again. But if they don't, I just felt like it was important to just immediately book a nice vacation that has nothing to do with comedy, you know, as just a clean break from, from this, what will have been a nightmarish 16-month experience. So, um, yeah, that's... That's the next few months. Um, I hope my shoulder feels better. Um, I will say this on a humorous note for those of you that do listen to the podcast regularly. Um, was it Christmas Mass yesterday? Hobbled in there with a sling and uh, almost had the, the person put the Eucharist on my mouth. But I was like, no, I don't do that. I don't, I don't put Jesus' man meat in my mouth. You got to... I'm doing a hand job at best. You got to drop it in my gimpy hand and I'll scoop it out with the right hand and place it in my mouth like a lady. Um, but he was like, uh, the priest at the end of mass was just like, uh, he said that the two music, music directors were leaving. And uh, I was just like, and one of them is that the, the, the organ player that I had talked about like months ago, where I was like, low key, hot Filipino, Filipina organ player at my church. I was like, just, just subtly, subtly hot, but she's, she's got music talent. She's nice. It's just, I was like, and then I had all these jokes about church. Like, Hey, I don't need a separate room for babies. Just put the hot women in a separate room so I can be fully spiritual, a baby crying. That's, that's nature. But, a but a shapely woman in a form fitting dress at church. That's, that's heathen shit. And I don't need to see that when I'm trying to say my prayers. But I just thought, did I jinx it? Did the jail jinx just just get the the organ player to go? I gotta go somewhere else. There's an evil spirit looming. 
I lived next door to my church. So it was like, she might've just been playing that organ that whole time and just been like, there's an evil spirit somewhere. I need to move to another town in New Jersey and play this holy music outside the presence of this unholy spirit that I feel. So I don't even know if there's a, and the, and the other, the other, the music director is kind of an operatic singer and she's, she's a, the internet one might refer to her as a pog. So we're losing, you know, a, 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 a strong pog and a, and a, and a, uh, a low key Filipina hottie. So is there even a reason to go to church anymore? I mean, God has been sending me these signs all the time. Like, hey, God, should I keep doing comedy? Well, JL, what if I create an entirely new book of the Bible dedicated to the destruction of your comedy career? Will that be enough of a sign, my son? Yes, Father, I will quit. And it's like, but Father, I can still find comfort in church, right? Well, what if, what if by merely uttering complimentary words about this attractive songbird playing the organ at, at, at church. What if I take that away? Well, then what am I even going to church for? For prayers? For peace? For, for thanks? For thanksgiving? No. So that's it. God has officially told me to stop doing comedy and stop going to church, guys. So it's uh, some real revelations. Some book of revelations level shit right now going on in uh, Bloomfield, New Jersey. But uh, she will be missed. I will continue going to church. I will. My first prayer of the new year will be like, Can we get another hot organ player? Amen. But when I say amen, God has a sense of humor and he'll probably be like a hot man. He'll be like, oh, Jay, I thought you said a man. So we got this very handsome male organ player. Is that not what you meant? <laughs> God, you witty son of a bitch. Um, so, yeah, not the greatest Christmas. I mean, I spent it with uh, with the righteous the righteous girlfriend's uh, entire family, which was which was very pleasant. Um, I ate to my heart's content and uh, had some nice brisket. Had uh, many servings of dessert, um, but uh, other than that, shoulder pain emotional pain over the music shakeup at my church and uh but other than that we're just back where we began when this when this year began actually when this year began isn't this funny in one year when this year began i was sitting on the greatest special of all time and less than two months from an appearance on the show billions so Forgive me if I just felt confident that 2022 was going to be my year. But as it turns out, what the year had more in store for me. It had knee surgery. It had shoulder surgery. It had two special. It had two fuck-ups on two special tapings. And what it didn't have was a special. And it also uh, took all six of my albums off of streaming. So if you want to hear a happy-go-lucky, if you want to hear a really good episode and just more fun uh go 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 check out the patreon for four bucks a month you get access to everything except the live hangouts it's probably gonna be a price shake up uh in the new year just to reflect my apathy and my fan base's complete apathy um but i don't you know what i didn't want to do was feel like i was taking too much money i mean it's four dollars and seven dollars i don't think it's too much money especially since i've kind of lost money overall on patreon but I don't like feeling like I'm exploiting, even close to exploiting, like 
fans who, who really like my stuff. Like, why should they have to suffer <laughs> if no one else does? Um, so I'll probably be lowering the price uh, in January or, or February at the latest. But obviously, I just, you know, let's all fingers crossed for, for Half Blackface that it finally, you know, doesn't arrive stillborn. And uh, I think that's it. Yeah, this is a show. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. Forgive me. I'm on, I'm on opioids and just sort of, you know, holiday malaise. But I'm gonna go and sit on the couch. And I've been watching the Lord of the Rings series on Amazon. I'm three episodes. It's only eight episodes, but each episode is like a mini movie. They're like seventy minutes each. So I've just taken one a day, like a multivitamin, and uh, it's okay. It's like I, I do tend to enjoy it if I'm fully hopped up on opioids not like some goofy drug joke but just kind of like hey i'm i'm just more relaxed and i get to just sort of bask in the effects and the nice scenery and you know i have to rewind it all the time because i'm like dozing off and fading away but it's uh it's good i think it's good for this kind of lazy week you know i don't have to i'd be in a rush to crush all this can can't so, uh, yeah. And I guess just to give you guys a preview of 2023, um, outside of obviously the new taping, so you can expect something from me hopefully in February and then, and then the follow-up quickly thereafter in like June, July. But um, I'm going to be writing sketches like I always do, and uh, I'm either going to work on a full-length script or a book. That'll be my project that, and, and both of those, either one of those can go forward without a thriving comedy career or even a comedy career at all. But, um, you know, maybe I could write a funny memoir about this. And like I've always predicted, the person who plays me in a movie will become a world famous comedian. But I will, you know, just be that trivia question. Like, oh, you know, he was the real Jean-Francois. <laughs> like that's, they'll have to change my name in the, in the movie. Like, yeah, no, the real Jean-Francois, he was funny, but he was, um, he was very miserable. Um, and, uh, you know, he became addicted to surgeries. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, but I guess that's it. I don't, it just, this is more of a check-in. So to thank you all for listening this year. Uh, if you're so inclined, if you got some extra money over the holidays and you just, you feel like splurging on a little bit extra, you know, like I said, there's, there's a lot of good stuff on the Patreon um, and I guess that's it. I don't think I have anything else to push. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be hiring a lawyer soon to investigate my, my albums and getting them back on the internet. So it's, uh, I'll be glad to, I'm usually not one of those people who's like, what a shit year. Like even 2020 when people are like, was this the worst year ever? I'm like, well, a lot of people died. I lost my uncle, but I had the greatest year of my comedy career. So it's like it wasn't all it was the bad was horrible, but I'd be lying if I said it wasn't all bad. Like the year my father died, I had no thriving comedy career. So that's like a worse year objectively. But 2022, I really think was kind of, you know, it started like it's so weird, to be honest. It started off. I'm sitting on this special. I got a tour of the country lined up. I'm on billions. My mom beats breast cancer to like start the fucking year. Like that's fucking amazing. And and as I'm right like like so 
2022 seemed like, and, and obviously my mom beats breast cancer, That's that trumps everything, but you don't listen to hear for like my personal saga and perspective. You listened uh, for the highs and lows of fucking stand-up comedy. But, you know, on just that scale, obviously my mom beating cancer for a second time and being on billions, like put it in perspective, yeah, this, this year overall was still a net plus in so many ways, but it's just hard for me as a, in the comedian space to look past that it was also, it may have been a, a highlight year in terms of entertainment for me that wasn't related to stand-up comedy, and it was obviously a great personal year when my mom seemed to be really in bad shape, and, you know, she sort of just, she beat it by luck, by intensity, by medical intervention, all of the above. She beat it, but, you know, Comedically speaking, I think this is probably the worst year of my 19 years doing stand-up comedy because of what was at stake and how it was destroyed through no fault of my own. I, I did my job, and I did my job better than I've ever done my job before. Um, I loved going to Utah. You know, that's, that's sort of emblematic, I think. I loved going to Utah. I met some really great fr- uh, fans, really great fans, like really engaged, really friendly people who've, who've kept up, who joined Patreon, like, you, you know who I'm talking to, engage on Twitter, they love the fact that I'm a jazz fan, I got to do, you know, like, like, 17 minutes on the Utah jazz in Utah, and I had a great trip out there as part of my whole tour of the country that I was miraculously able to put together myself, and, but the flip side of that is I didn't sell a lot of tickets, so I don't know if I'm ever going to play there again without some bigger boost to my career which which obviously I was hoping half blackface would be and could be but so it's there's a lot of positives and and but they always seem kind of followed by negatives and maybe that's just the way life is but that's certainly the way my stand-up career is but but even with all the positives and all the great experiences you know it's it's very hard for this year to to be anything less removing my mom's cancer (laughs) aside from a comedy standpoint, it's hard to look at this as anything but the worst year of my career because I, I did what I set out to do and it failed and people failed me and uh, on the most important thing that I had. So it's, it's just hard to like have perspective entertainment wise. Yes, I was on billions, but you know, that didn't get me a manager. It didn't get me uh, so much as a blip of any notice from anybody. Maybe it was, maybe I was just mediocre on the show. I don't know. But I, I, I would like to think that if I had representation, they would have been on the phone the next day getting me auditions to play finance bro douches on two or three different shows. Maybe I don't get anything from those, but it would have just been nice to be able to get action going. But I, I you know, I haven't ever been able to get action going um, on my career. And so half blackface, I think you're really going to enjoy it. I think, you know, hopefully, you, you know, when, when that comes out and then we can release the album also. So I know the diehard fans will be able to hear both sets. Um, you know, one of the best shows I've ever done. And then on the album, you'll hear the best show I've ever done. Um, but then, then it's time to bury it. You know, unfortunately, it's trying, it's, when that comes out, it's more, it's going to be more like a wake or a funeral where it's like, okay, now we move on with, the rest of our lives or the rest, if we're lucky enough, the rest of our comedy career 
or the rest of our entertainment endeavors, if that leads to me writing a, a book, which I just assume I'll have to self-publish. But um, I say good riddance to 2022, at least as this podcast is concerned, you know, because the main focus is obviously comedy and my stand-up career and my ups and downs. I say good riddance to the worst year of my career, which is that's just how overpowering the, the special fuck-ups and the disappearance of my albums. I mean, there's just no way to sort of overstate you know, I, I, I did one bonus episode on, on um, Patreon like a while back when I watched the movie American Underdog with uh, Zach Levy uh, as Kurt Warner. It's on Hulu. I love that movie. Um, as I've said before, it's wholesome without being corny, and it's just a great drama and very inspirational without being sort of some hokey, um, irritating, sort of mediocre Christian film. Um, and I say that like in italics, meaning like a Kirk Cameron or a Kevin Sorbo piece of shit movie. It's a, it's really good. Um, oh, and my shoulder's fucking killing me. Sorry. But when I watch that movie, and I do think that's a good episode. Like if you, if you missed it, if you are a Patreon subscriber and you missed it, or if you, if you become a Patreon subscriber, in addition to just checking out the videos and some of the, you know, the, the, the top 10 movie, uh, episode, Go scroll back for, for American Underdog. I think it was like bonus episode nine or something. And that movie scared me. It made me feel so good, but it scared me because I kind of put myself arrogantly in Kurt Warner's shoes or cleats. And he was somebody of such seemingly good character and faith that like he believed in himself, but it didn't his belief in himself didn't destroy his ability to be a good man and, 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 and keep striving and, and prioritize things in his life like family. But he really wanted it. And he knew he was good. And I just watched that movie and I kept thinking, Kurt Warner was an, is an NFL Hall of Famer. He's a two-time league MVP. He is a Super Bowl champion. And it took so much struggle and luck for him to just make an NFL team. And you just sort of go, some people would say, oh, isn't that great? He persevered. And I, like the pessimist in me looks at that and goes, but how? How did he get missed so much? And how did he have the, the mental strength or the character to like not be justifiably cynical and give up? Because he wasn't some marginal talent. He went to a smaller school, but he got audit he got tryouts for NFL teams, and then he had to go to the Arena League football, and which he thought was beneath him, which it was, but he just kind of followed that path, all the while being like a kind of strong father figure to like stepkids, and, and it was just, I think he really is, I know some people can get turned off by like the Christian stuff, but I, I really think he is a walk the walk type dude. I think he is a he just comes off as obviously somebody of really great character because he looks the part of an NFL quarterback. He's a big strapping dude with a lot of talent. And yet he kept getting passed over. And the 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 lesson that I think they want you to take from the movie is like, look at that. He persevered, he was a good man, and good things happened. But what I look at is I go, How dumb are fucking people? This is a guy 
he didn't show up and was like, hey, you know what, he's, 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 he's a slightly above average player. Like, I'm glad we, we took a chance on him. No, no. You, 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 on the ninth try, the NFL finally got him a job and he became a Hall of Famer and a Super Bowl champion. Like, that's, like a lot of people missed horrifically on him. And there's lots of stories of that, but but it's not just like, oh, he got drafted late or he met. No, no, his whole career was in the balance. His his ability to even play in the NFL was in the balance because nobody was giving him a chance. And then you look at him and go, wow, I guess somebody was right to give him a chance since he's a Hall of Famer and MVP. And sometimes I just, I look at my comedy career and I I, I realize the chances whether some are my fault or my stubbornness or whatever, but they, they don't happen. Like I've missed a lot of chances have just not happened for me. But that was, it was with that sort of idea that I, I wanted to hire a publicist and have Half Blackface come out when I was on Billions because I thought, what if I have to make my one chance? Like what if nobody is going to give me the opportunity? What if I have to make it? The, the, the 2020 video was luck. That was like luck, and I'm grateful for it, and I met a lot of annoying people, but also a lot of really great comedy fans and, and really strong supporters that I'm deeply grateful for. But that was luck, and luck doesn't seem to happen to me often in this business, so I said i got to make my own luck. So first things first, let's make a great special. Let's make an undeniable special. I do that. Then I say, let me pair this. I don't want Billions to die on its own. I don't want Billions to be the 12th thing in my career that just sits there like an isolated little data point. I want it to be something that I build off of. And I said, what better way to build off of that than to get a publicist and have a hot special and pair those as like, hey, remember Trump guy? And I know I've said this to you guys before, but I tried to make it happen. I, I tried to take all the lessons and bitterness from my career and, and make something positive and say, I got to make my own luck. It's, it's not going to happen. I was lucky to have a lucky algorithm thing happen in 2023. That ain't happening again. The odds are that isn't happening again. So I tried to make my own luck. And I, I did. I did every part that I could. But everything else that wasn't in my control didn't just sort of go normally. It, it went like a disaster. And... You know, I just don't know that I'm going to have my Kurt Warner chance. If you know what I mean. Like, I don't know if I'm going to ever get another chance to, like, have that fateful moment where I get everything in, in line and get to prove myself. Um, and that's that's difficult to process because... Um, it's just difficult to process because... You know, what if somebody, you know, I would I would make an alternative history of the Kurt Warner movie that would be like a caveat to everybody who, who passed on him. Like, what if you made a movie about Kurt Warner where he didn't make the NFL and he's just a kind high school coach or a, a low-level college quarterbacks coach and maybe he makes a nice living and he's still a good man and, and he makes the most of that. But we'd all be left wondering, like, wow, we, we really fucked that up. Like, a lot of people fucked up what should have been. Um, but we just sort of see the inspirational story at the end. Uh, <laughs> so that's why I say good riddance to 2022, despite some very great personal news in my family, despite, you know, making it through healthy 
uh, another year healthy through the pandemic, despite a couple surgeries, um, despite meeting a lot of great fans. Like on my kind of first and maybe only headlining tour, I got to meet a lot of great people. Many of you listen to this podcast, and, and you are appreciated. Uh, you spent real money, to, to and hopefully I delivered real, real quality in exchange. But it just feels like 2022 was this singular moment. And I know that's self-defeating. You can't think like that, Jay, but, but let's be realistic. I'm not trying to be pessimistic. Let's just be realistic. I have no auditions lined up for shows. Billions is a hit show. I got a, I got a once in a, in a career moment, especially as a non-actor, to be on a hit show. And I had one take to do a special, and it was the greatest show of my life. And those all feel like, you know, seizing the moment kind of things, carpe diem. But it didn't, it didn't work out. And I just, it's just, it's, it's tough. So the point being 2023, we bury half blackface, which is a weird thing to say since it's, it's just being born after, you know, 16 months in the womb. I'm like, congratulations, it's a boy. Now can we do the funeral rites? Um, but that's what I need to do, either for my comedy career or for my own mental state. Let's just get this out. Hopefully it does well or, or pulls off a, a miracle for me. But if it doesn't, I will uh, reclaim my time, as Maxine Waters said, with uh, The Hateful Eighth. And that'll be me self-producing it. I hope you can make it. I hope you can make some of these shows uh, around uh, the country that I'm doing right now. Still trying to add more. But... I hope you guys had good years. I hope your 2023s are, are even better. If you did have a good year and if your 2022 stunk, well, let's all fucking turn it around in 2023. So thank you. Happy Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy New Year. And uh, I will see you next year. How about that? CUNY. We just went from cunt to CUNY. How about that? Isn't that a nice upgrade already? Look at the positivity. We went from a nasty word to describe a woman to uh, a public university in New York City. So from cunt to CUNY, that's going to be the title of the memoir I write in 2023. Not really, but funny, vulgar. Bye-bye, guys.